Welcome to the Fantasy Football Picks and Bet Show on the Mayo Media Network. As always, I am your host, Scott Simpson. Thank you for joining us. We are presented by Prize Picks. Check out the link in the description below. MMN, the Mayo Media Network, is the code to get paid. $100 deposit match bonus when you sign up. Please do it right away. Uh, tell them Scott sent you. Uh, I'm joined today by my good friend, the Real Deal Fantasy, LQ. How are you doing, brother? Welcome. Going on, Scott. Another week, uh, another prize picks. Uh, let's make this money this week. Oh, hell yeah. Fire content only from LQ. I, I got to say, uh, are you verified now? Good, sir. <laughs> uh, yes, I am. But uh, it's the same grind. Nothing changed. I, you know, I have to say, though, congratulations. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, go one way or the other and say, uh, you know, it's awesome or it's terrible. I'm just going to say, well done. You've worked yeah. hard. And it's, a, it's more of an acknowledgement that all, all the time you put in than anything else. Uh, but like you said, you're still grinding, but uh, do go follow him, The Real Deal Fancy on Twitter. Follow me, uh, Nibble W Numbers as well. We're going to break down this illustrious game between the Baltimore Ravens yeah. and the Miami Dolphins, the South Beach uh, Sultans of Suck. We're going to call them that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Right, I like that one. I that like just it. came to me. I was not, that does not a prepped job, but we are going to break down the prize picks and they're coming in fast and furious. They've been adding them as we were speaking and prepping for the show. They've added a couple new ones. So uh, I'm excited about this game. Let me ask you real quick before we jump into all these prize picks. How do you see this game unfolding? What's the, the game script look like in your mind? I feel as though it's going to be a lot of running. I feel like, you know, they're going to be putting, the Ravens are going to be putting a stomping on the Dolphins. So some good prize picks, you know, opportunities here to cash in on. So I'm, I'm liking, I'm liking the matchup for a lot of my Ravens that I have, like Freeman, obviously Lamar, maybe even, you know, we see appearance from Sammy Watkins, who knows, but we shall see. Oh, I love that. All right, let's jump right into the prize picks. We're going to start with Lamar. I mean, he is uh, MVP candidate, right? I mean, maybe not the MVP candidate right now with Tom Brady doing what he's doing and, you know, Kyler doing what he's doing, but Lamar is having a tremendous season. So uh, here are two of his passing props that we're going to take a look at. One is his total for his yards, uh, and it's 230 and a hook. What do you think about that? That's kind of high in my my book. Am I overthinking this? What do you think? Uh, It is a tad bit high, but... Honestly, he's been doing above that for the most part of this season. It's more so if, you know, it's going to be, you know, aired out 50 times this game. You know what I mean? Because like I said, I think it's mostly going to be on the ground. And I think they're going to be just whooping them where, you know, Lamar doesn't have to throw as much. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you in that as well. The game against the Minnesota Vikings, what was great about that is they were losing. They were trailing. They give yes. up a lot of points. They had to come back. That's kind of what fuels those uh, increased numbers in those games. So this game against Miami, they're favored by a lot. Uh, they're they're probably going to stomp them by double digits. I don't see Lamar needing to pass as well. So uh, I'm going to take the under on the 235 and a hook. Uh, what about the pass completions? 19, we talked about before uh, we, we launched. He's around that, you know, he's hit 20 yeah. times, but he's not somebody who's going to get you 30, uh, you know, Tom Brady-esque. What do you think about that number? Uh, I'm going to take the under on this as well if we're going to do the 230 and a hook because I just don't think this will be that type of matchup this week. Like, he's been floating around 15, 18, 19. Like you said before, only three times he's thrown over for 20 completions. And it's like, man, I, I just don't think this will be, you know, the time to take the over. Don't overthink it. Take the under here. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, let's jump to the rushing props here. And thankfully, thankfully, we do have a Lamar prop. Uh, and it's, it's, I mean, it looks big, right? On the surface, 62 and a half, you think, oh, it's huge. Why would I do that? Um, it's Lamar. That's why you Absolutely. Yeah. Is this a smash? Because I'm feeling smash on this. 
Uh, yes, absolutely smash this uh, for this rushing. And I definitely feel as though they're playing a little game here with the 62 and the hook where it's incredibly low. Like he's going to hit over that. That's like the biggest one that we need to smash this week. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, there's a couple other options uh, in the, the rushing category. They've got Devontae yeah. Freeman, who, uh, you know, good for him. You know, good for Adrian Peterson, good for Devontae yeah. Freeman, good for all these running backs that, that stayed in shape, that didn't give up, that grinded, and now they're getting rewarded. Uh, what do you think about 39 and a hook? Uh, I'm smashing over on this for the simple fact. Um, if we look at the Cincinnati game where he only had 14 rushing yards and four attempts, uh, they were getting stomped. The running game was not there. So being that we're looking at this game against the Dolphins as being a run game, I feel as though he's going to definitely smash over this. If we look at when he won against the Chargers, he had 53 yards. Last week, Minnesota, 79 yards. Hmm. So Devontae Freeman isn't washed. I take back what I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. So I'm going to smash the over on here. No, I like it as well. And so far, the Dolphins, they haven't been totally porous against the run, but they're giving up 25 points around per game to running backs. They've given up 844 rushing yards. So I do think that total is pretty low, and I think it's achievable uh, you know, in, uh, in this game script. So uh, let's take a look at the, the other side of the field here. we got the Dolphins struggling, uh, but their, their running backs are priced down, basically. You know, priced down, meaning their, their totals are very low. So we've got 39 and a hook for, for uh, Miles Gaskin. Uh, and Salvin Ahmed, we've got 11 and a hook. Either one of those you're leaning, or do you think the Ravens uh, all of a sudden become a good run defense like they weren't last week. Uh, I'm fading both. Absolutely. Being that Miles Gaskins is playing games with us. He's doing hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. If you look at it since week uh, week one and you follow the path, you follow the trend, it's hot, cold, hot, cold. He was hot last week. It's going to be very cold this week. <laughs> and the thing is, we don't even know if two is playing. So that could play a factor in this whole offense. Like we said, we're expecting them to get stomped. So I don't see them, you know, rushing the ball. They're absolutely terrible at running the ball per game. If we look at that as well, they're like probably at the bottom of the table, if not dead last. So I'm not looking at any type of running backs, you know, for, you know, this matchup this Thursday. Yeah. And, and uh, the, the whole narrative of Miami getting trounced, it, it's not far-fetched. They give up. Uh, and I think there's like 200 uh, and, 37 pressures so far. And I think it's like 70 or 60 more than any other offensive line by a mile. They're the worst. So I know the Ravens, uh, they do like to get after the quarterback a little bit. And I think they're, they're going to really get after Jacoby Brissett if he is the starter this week. And his inability to put the ball downfield means the whole Ravens defense takes about five steps up. And that's yeah. like when you're playing baseball <laughs> and then a bad hitter comes up and then the coach goes, go, come on in, come on in. <laughs> so uh, that's going to shorten the field and it's going to make it just so it's a pressure cooker in there you're gonna have more uh, men in the box maybe have more eight man fronts against Gaskin if they you know have the the, the 12 personnel on the field so uh, I think you can fade both of these uh, Sal Salvin Ahmed could suck out a couple of carries and get that and, yeah. and so I'm just gonna kind of not play that I'm not I'm gonna fade that play uh, for those Absolutely. who I'm not gonna take the under I'm gonna just leave it alone and kind of let it sit there so um yeah. Let's jump to receptions now. And this is where they don't have uh, so many totals right now. They only have dolphin totals, which is interesting. So uh, we're going to only got to uh, focus on them. And then when the totals for the Ravens come in, please make sure you check back on price picks. And then you can kind of, like you said, the Sammy Watkins or the Rashad Batemans that you're looking for. So, yeah. yeah. So let's just jump into reception totals right now. Uh, we've got Gaskin with three and a hook, Waddle five and a hook, and then Gasecki five and a hook. Any of those sound tempting to you? Uh, 
maybe I know I just spoke on Gaskins with the rushing, but maybe, maybe with the targets out of the backfield, he's being, you know, u- utilized out of the backfield as well with the targets. And I think he has a good chance of doing that three and a half and hook. So I'll probably take the over on that one. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take the over on the Gasecki hook. Uh, he has been their downfield target. They didn't have yeah. Devontae Parker last week. Uh, their, their offense is not good. Uh, and I oh. think he's, he's okay. He's pretty good. That one-handed catch, I, I really oh, enjoyed that I last year. It. Yeah, he's done that before, too. He did that last year as well. So yeah. he does have that athleticism to, to be a target monster if they need him to be. Uh, and so between him and Waddle, I think you can kind of it's, – it's pretty safe. I don't think that's going to be the linchpin or the, 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 yeah. uh, the, the, the foundation of my build. I think that's going to be uh, the Lamar rushing total. But I think both of them are, are kind of good plays. Uh, and like you said, too, the Gaskin, if you're losing, you're probably not going to line up and do a lot of running. You're probably going to be doing little check downs, trying to get the ball out. So I do like that one as well. All right, uh, let's talk about some of these totals in the yardage, right? So we've got the reception totals. Let's talk about the yardage. And we actually do have some Ravens now. Uh, let's touch on those Ravens first. We've got Marquise Brown, 68 and a hook. You could have gone up a hook and have been 69. Come on, yeah. guys. You're just <laughs> missing an opportunity there to get tweeted out by <laughs> any Carter. Come on, man. Um, and then Mark Andrews, 52 and a hook. And I got to tell you, I got excited when I saw that Mark Andrews. I don't know about you, um, but that, that's just me. Well, where are you leaning? I'm leaning definitely Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews here for the receiving yards. I think they both get the over on here. That's smash definitely on Marquise Brown. I definitely love what he's been doing this season. I also apologize to him because he's no longer Tavon Austin in my book. He is Marquise Hollywood Brown. Congratulations. You earned my respect, but I'm definitely going to smash the over on here, man. He's been lighting it up downfield and hey, smash it. Yeah, one thing I loved about him in overtime and in the fourth quarter, he did a lot of those plays where he would fake the fly and then he would do an out or he would do a comeback. And so that really, uh, it was effective for Lamar. Lamar had time to scramble a little bit and then uh, Hollywood would come back to him and kind of be in rhythm with him. I like that. Uh, Just so you all know, uh, Baltimore uh, against the Dolphins is a smash across the, the board for all wide receivers. The Dolphins are 30th. Overall, they give up 42 points to wide receivers. They've given up 1,700 yards. That's, that's like the, the most. 1,700 yards is crazy. <laughs> it's in eight games. They're, they're getting stomped. Yeah, they're giving up a ton of yards. And uh, I think Marquise Brown is a smash. And I, I agree with you on the Mark Andrews play as well. Uh, on the other side, uh, we have some totals here. Uh, Gaskin, 20 and a hook. We've got Jalen Waddle, And then uh, 61 hook. And then, I, I'm sorry, they've got a bunch of uh, tight end totals. And I'm only going to touch on the Gasecki one, uh, 50 yeah. and a hook. Uh, wh- where are you leaning? If any of these as a play, I'm gonna hold off on, uh, Mike Gasecki, but I'm going to take the over on Miles Gaskins as well. And then put that together with the receptions. If I want to build up a nice ticket. Hmm. No, I like that as well. Uh, I'm going to, uh, kind of fade the Jalen Waddle 61 and a half, not because it's not, uh, something he could be capable of, but yeah, without, just don't Tua, yeah, without yeah. Tua, I just, he, I think if, if, anything you're going to be leaning towards his reception total i think he might get uh, targets but i don't know how many uh, yards he's going to get with those targets so um yeah that's kind of where i'm leaning and i'm, I'm not going to be playing the other tight end totals we got you know durham Smythe and adam shaheen yeah, both that's with dangerous <laughs> eight and a half yeah i mean if they catch a touchdown on the you know two yard line they get two yards so that's not something that you're going to be building your lineup around um let's jump to some things you might build on and we've got some lamar we got a lamar jackson touchdown total on this is not uh, just passing. This is total, right? Uh, yeah. Rushing and passing, two and a hook. So he's got to get three. Is this in play? I don't know, man. To be honest, this kind of scares me. 
Um, we've seen Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman find their way into the end zone. I'm not liking it, to be honest. And to be honest, it scares me a little bit with the two and a, two and a hook. Um, you could take the under. You could. But uh, like I said, they're going to be stomping them out. So I could be wrong. So me, I'm going to fade it. Well, here's the thing. You could stomp them out with a defensive touchdown and then a rushing mm-hmm. touchdown. And so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have to be the Marquise Hollywood Brown over the top 90 yard touchdown like in you know two years ago. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that for them to be successful. Uh, so I, I'm going to kind of go and fade this pick and not play it as well. So, all right, that that was our run through the prize picks for Thursday. Uh, please do go sign up. The link is in the description down there. MMN when you sign up that is the Mayo Media Network just so in case you couldn't hear my M's and N's uh, mixing together just think of Pat Mayo think of the network think of media there you go uh, let's jump in here to our start sit and I got to tell you we, we have we have a, some doozies this this is the best round of start sit I think I've ever gotten from Twitter so uh, thank you to everybody who participated who jumped in there uh, and LQ and I are going to kind of give you what we're leaning towards uh, and we're not going to disagree necessarily we haven't pre-planned this but we might so we'll see if yeah. we do. Um, <laughs> all right Derek Carr versus the Chiefs or Baker Mayfield versus the Patriots uh I'm gonna go Derek Carr versus the Chiefs I think this one is pretty easy decision it's Baker Mayfield versus Bill Belichick that's what it really comes down to um I feel as though Baker coming in hot he has confidence momentum no Elda Beckham looks great sounds great but I don't think he's going to perform better than Derek Carr versus the Chiefs yeah. And, and the thing about it is that Derek Carr has played well this year. Um, mm-hmm. They're using Kenyon Drake in the passing game as well. So it's not like they've been, and Josh Jacobs has been there in the rushing game, but it's not like they're a rush forward team now where Gruden was just, you know, making them run the football all the time, being stuck in the stone age. He's gone. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, it, I think it opens it up for Derek Carr. So I'm going to lean Derek Carr as well. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Teddy just defeated the Dallas Cowboys Bridgewater. No offense, Bo. Uh versus the Eagles, or we got Big Ben coming off a nice performance uh, versus the Lions, and they're the yeah. Lions, so it's, it's, this, is, this is a tricky one. Teddy two-glove looked good. I, I like what he did, but I'm going to lean Big Ben versus the Lions. I, I think this is going to be a blowout game as well. Yeah, the Lions can't stop the rush either, so I like Najee Harris getting on. I mean, he got 20 points last week, basically. I love mm-hmm. Najee Harris every week. He's one of the top five running backs, but he could have a big game, and if he is on the receiving end of a touchdown from Ben or takes one, you're, you're getting a little double points there if you got on both. So, so there. Yeah, I like it. All right, we have a uh, super flex question. Shout out the super flex guys. I love this. Pick two quarterbacks. We got Russell Wilson. Uh, assuming he comes back, I heard today that the doctor who did the surgery cleared him. His finger yeah. looked good. That's what he said. So um, against Green Bay, Ryan Tannehill versus the Saints or Jalen Hurts versus Denver. Hmm. I like Russell Wilson against the Bay. Um, I think if Russell Wilson's healthy, he's in super flex. You got to play him. Um, it's really up to Jalen Hurts or Ryan Tannehill. Jalen Hurts is a top seven quarterback right now. Tannehill coming off with some confidence, stomping my Rams, but more so the Titans defense, if anything. But I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. I like the upside with the rushing ability and potential to have a big game versus Denver. Yeah, I, I like it. On Twitter, I did go uh, Ryan Tannehill over Hurts. But it's that rushing upside that you're chasing. Uh, yeah. Both defenses, uh, you know, who they're facing. The Saints, I think they're ranked 10th. And Denver is ranked like second. So you're, you're, all of these matchups are going to be a little tricky. I will say this. Ryan Tannehill doesn't have Derrick Henry. And Russell Wilson's run game has been depleted. They just haven't looked as great. So, um, you know, Jalen Hurts, 
came off a great game last week, passing wise, uh, not that great, but a great team game for the you know, yeah, Philadelphia take, Eagles. Yeah. But you know, he, he was efficient. He did a good job. Um, didn't run the, didn't run the ball that much though. Didn't have to, they ran the Absolutely. ball. Yeah. So I, I, that's what scared me is that Jordan Howard's emergence just kind of makes me want to barf. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm afraid, but I, I think honestly, there are all plays that are going to be good. I don't think Ryan Tannehill yeah. or Jalen Hurts is going to get shut out or crushed. So, uh, all right, let's jump to some running backs. Uh, and I, I think I have where I'm going to lean on this one, but uh, we got Elijah Mitchell, the rookie playing well, catching some passes out of the backfield like yeah. that last week, even in a, in a loss uh, versus your Rams who coming off. Yeah. Just a, a, a shocking loss to the Titans, their defense, uh, I believe that the Titans defense outplayed the Rams defense. That's wow. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Uh, so uh, Mitchell versus the Rams or AJ Dillon versus the Seahawks with, with no Aaron Rodgers, by the way. So Aaron Rodgers not going to be back for this game. I'm going Mitchell. I feel as though it's a division game. Um, you know, San Fran has the Rams number for some reason. It's been a while since we got the sweep on them or beat them completely. I feel as though Mitchell, he's going to have a good run game on the ground and then him getting passing work out of the backfield, definitely a plus. So got to lean where the better matchup here and he's the lead back versus AJ Dillon being a backup to Aaron Jones. So Mitchell. No, and I can understand why you see the flashes of AJ Dillon getting 10 yards of carry at times, just busting through people. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't had a game, though, where he's gone off, off. And I don't think it's going to be without Aaron Rodgers. When you have no Aaron Rodgers, you can stack the box. That's just what you can do. I mean, it's just it's a simple game of numbers. And so this week, yeah, I'm definitely going to go Mitchell. Season long, I'm going Mitchell uh, as well, yep. if you're looking at like long term. So, all right. And here's a question by, I don't know, I don't believe the earnestness <laughs> of this question. This question was brought to us by Bo underscore McBig time over there on Twitter. <laughs> he, one of my favorite people, but he asked Jordan Howard, uh, versus Denver or Adrian Peterson versus the Saints. What the hell, Bo? Do I have to answer this? <laughs> no, you do not have to answer this. Flip a coin. <laughs> right. Flush them both down. Uh, no, I, I, I'm going to say that I love the story of Adrian Peterson coming in and yeah. uh, you know trying to get touchdowns and trying to pad his stats. Um, I'm going to not play either one of these guys. Uh, I don't feel safe. It, these are both running back by committees. You've got three running backs that are playing yeah. in both of these situations. So, uh, Bo, I would get some better running backs, buddy. That's what I would do. That's what uh, I would do. Yep. Yeah. Stop <laughs> drafting bad running backs, Bo. I mean, who, who gets Jordan Howard and Adrian Stop Peterson? picking up bad running backs. Yeah, you That's what have, it looks like. You have better running backs, Bo. That's just disappointing. <laughs> I thought you were an expert. Okay. All right. Next, let's jump over to the wide receivers. And this one is a doozy. These are both top 15, top 12 picks this year. Yeah, this really wild. Uh, Crazy. So CD Lamb versus Denver or Terry McLaurin. I'm oh, sorry, not versus Denver. He played good Denver last week. Uh, uh, the, who are the Cowboys facing this week? I know this. This is in my somewhere. Uh, oh, shit. Who are they facing this week? I will get there. Atlanta. Thank Atlanta. you. Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, that's good. Versus the, the Falcons or Terry McLaurin versus Tampa Bay. Um, first of all, great situation to have. Um, absolutely love it. Um, I can't see myself sitting CD Lamb versus Atlanta. So I'm leaning towards that, even though Terry McLaurin has the great matchup, you know, against Tampa Bay's defense, their corners are still getting smoked. But I'm going to lean towards CD Lamb. He's probably going to have a bigger game. I'm going to lean there as well. And I think the reason I'm going to lean there is because the Washington football team's offensive line uh, is, is in tatters. It's not been good this year. Uh, left tackle who came in from the bears. He sucks. I don't even want to mention his name. Give me a run. He's terrible though. And so that's, that's not good. It's not good when you sign the 28th, 28th ranked 
you know, tackle or something uh, out of 32 tackles. It's not, you know, left tackles is not good. So uh, I'm going to lean CD lamb as well. All right, moving on to the next game. We've got Julio Jones of the Titans versus the saints or Cole Beasley, uh, you know, him and Aaron Rodgers. I saw one of my favorite tweets uh, was Aaron Rodgers was growing his hair out to go as Cole Beasley for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I gotta say that made me chuckle. So uh, Julio Jones versus saints or Cole Beasley versus the jets. Uh, I'm going to lean towards Cole Beasley, believe it or not. I feel as though Julio's not getting in the volume that we're used to. Honestly, it's, it's lacking. So, um, I'm going to go Cole Beasley, even though I know, you know, the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, but what was the excuse last week? It was the AJ Brown show. So I'm going to lean towards Cole Beasley because he's going to be getting the volume. I mean, honestly, going into the half last week, Cole Beasley had more targets and catches than Stefan Diggs. Weird to look at, but you know. <laughs> the volume's there for Colby's. You got to send it. Mm, send it all the way. All right. The next one, I, you know, when I thought about it, I thought it was an easy smash. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of questioned myself. I want to hear your thoughts. DJ Moore versus the Cardinals or Rashad Bateman versus the Dolphins. Now, I'll preface this. If Sammy, Sammy Watkins comes back, it's not even on the table. I'm not even going to, you know, if he's starting. But let's say yeah. there's no Sammy Watkins. Uh, there ha- I, I saw a stat from Matt Harmon the other day. It said, 73% of Lamar Jackson's targets are going to Hollywood Brown, uh, Mark Andrews, and then Rashad Bateman. So the, it's, it's a pass funnel to those three. Uh, where are you leaning on this? Um, honestly, I'll probably lean towards Bateman, being that we're looking, you know, for volume here. And I got to be honest, P.J. Walker stepping in as a starter, it does scare me a little bit. Not that, you know, D.J. Moore takes a huge hit in value. I just think it stays stagnant. It stays what we saw last week. You know what I mean? Like the volume may be there, but overall, PJ Walker stepping in. I'm not too sure how I feel about DJ Moore rest of the season. Yeah, I'm with you there too. Somebody who I was really high on uh, in in that offense when it was humming along, getting 10 targets a game. It was perfect. Yeah. Uh, And and I love PJ Walker when he was in the XFL, uh, but the talent he was playing against there was subpar. It just was. It's it, you can't kind of equate them whatsoever, and uh, I think it's going to be uh, a bit of a shit show uh, for uh, the. I'm sorry, the Carolina Panthers for a long time. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> not you know. I'm sorry, Jordan Vanek. It's not great. Um, and I like Rashad Bateman against the Dolphins because the Dolphins are terrible against wide receivers, which we talked about earlier. So, all right, last one before we get to the injury news, we've got Zach Ertz versus the Panthers, or we've got Pat Fryermuth coming off those two touchdowns versus the Lions. Give me Pat, man. He's hot right now. He's tight end one, two weeks in a row. I'm loving that. You know, the volume's going like basically transferring for what Juju's getting over to Pat, and he's doing a lot more with it. And I definitely like that he's finding the end zone as well. And against a bad Lions team, just overall, full send it. Yeah, no, I like that. They're, they're not great against the tight end either. Uh, nope. And if he's, if he's part of the big four of getting targets, that's what you want. And so he has been the last two weeks, particularly red zone targets. Like you said, the two touchdowns, you yeah. can't bank on them every week, but he's getting the targets. That's what you want. That's the, the portent to good, not evil, right? All right, let's jump into some you know evil. Speaking of that, the injury news, holy hell, it's not great. I thought, hey, we don't have that many injuries. And then when I look things up, it just, it just discouraged me. So uh, let's touch on a few. <laughs> Uh, Cleveland apparently is drinking from the COVID fountain. We've got Nick Chubb, uh, Demetric Felton. Uh, and then I think, you know, Kelly is out as well. Uh, cream hunt still out. So it looks like it's Dearness Johnson after I told everyone to drop him yesterday and to get yeah. rid of him. And he's, you know, evisceratable on your fantasy team. It looks like he is going to be the number one guy there again. Uh, what do you think about their chances this week and, and kind of when you're, 
I mean, one of those rally the troop moments, or is it something where you're going to go, oh, I don't know if they're going to be successful? Um, I think, you know, overall, I think Darren Johnson's a good play this week against the Patriots, but it's a little rough that everybody has COVID and it's like, man, you really have no choice. So if you have a share of Johnson, you're probably looking at your running back situation the same way I'm looking at mine. I got kind of game well in my starting lineup right now because everybody's dealing with injuries, COVID, et cetera. So if I have Johnson, I'm definitely playing them this week. He could have another big week. Yeah, and New England, normally you think of them as pretty stout against the run, but they've given up 852 yards, which is oh, okay, right? But then they've given up 593 yards via the air. So if you combine them, you're looking at close to 1,400 yards. Uh, that's not great. They haven't given up a lot of touchdowns, which is good, but the, just the yardage alone, I think that's going to you know, be the indicator. I do think Darren Johnson is worth a, a snag if you <laughs> dropped him, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump to a couple other injury news. And I'm going to kind of focus, the way we're going to do it is go like who is out and then who is questionable and then who's returning. That way you kind of understand the structure of it. Um, Aaron Rodgers still dealing with COVID. He's out. Yep. Uh, Will Fuller moved to the injured reserve. Uh, that injury looks like I heard from Flores it's getting better and then he's on the injured reserve. So uh, kind of mixed messages there. Um, those are the only confirmed outs right now. We've got a lot of, uh, well, maybe skilled players who are, you know, worth rostering in your fantasy yeah. um but we got a couple of players who are, are questionable and and we're kind of just dealing with lingering injuries or, or new injuries trevor lawrence sprained ankle do you think that hinders him at all or do you think he's back uh i think it hinders him a little bit we'd watch kyler murray deal with a, a swollen ankle as well from a sprain uh they most likely probably sit trevor lawrence if it doesn't get better mm. during this week yeah now keep him he's the he's potential your franchise quarterback for 15 years you don't need to roll yeah. him out on a, a one win season to make him you know <laughs> what get hurt again or two wins right so it's 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 not going to be uh something that i would do but you know i'm not urban meyer so uh, i wouldn't get lap danced uh at a family restaurant so uh <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's pulling his patino card out there almost yeah. you know, we can't do that kind of stuff all right let's talk about a couple other injuries uh james robinson missed last week because of his bruised heel that's something to monitor uh it's kind of this week to see how he's doing he's questionable right now zach moss left the game with a concussion confirmed uh i'm not sure where he is in the protocol but normally around saturday is when you find out if people are out of the protocol if they've kind of made it through the stages so uh it makes Den devin singletary an interesting uh you know candidate in dfs and then also on the waiver wire i know he's on the waiver wire in my league so kind of you know a little sneaky play there i know buffalo doesn't lean on their running backs very heavily but if there's only one running back i think that gives you a little bit more particularly in this week yeah it gives you some hope right um all right let's talk about some other players running backs Ramondre stevenson and damian harris both left sunday's game with head injuries that's something to monitor um brandon bolden might be a good pickup if they're both you know kind of uh, shelved for this week yeah. or one of them misses some time uh and then Devonte booker you know, he left with a hip issue uh, over the weekend. Uh, Saquon questionable. So that might be a moot point because Saquon might be coming back. But, you know, we've been hearing this narrative. We've been talking about Saquon every week. Is he coming back? Is he coming back? Uh, CMC yeah. came back before he did, right? So um, Saquon, something to monitor. What do you think about Saquon when he does come back? Let's say he comes back this week. How much can you trust him? Um, I think now that they got the bye, he, he gets some time to rest. This week, I feel as though him coming back, he might get eased in kind of what we saw the first three weeks of this season. So I'm not expecting huge numbers out of him. Like, I'm not even expecting, you know, CMC return numbers. Like, CMC had like 14, 15 points, depending on what league you're in. So I don't I don't see that coming out of Barkley, you know, when he gets back. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You saw him in the beginning of the season ramp up his touches, ramp up yeah. the usage. Uh, and so I think that's kind of what they're going to do, getting him back in. Uh, Sterling Shepard, questionable as well. Hopefully he can get back and get some reps in. Uh, Chase Edmonds, first play of the game, left with an ankle injury uh, that kind of facilitated the James Conner explosion. That's something to, to monitor. Uh, we have Tua with the finger. We're not sure right now what's going to happen, but that's a, a quick turnaround. So uh, my guess is he probably doesn't go, um, but we'll see. We'll see what he, what, what uh, Flores decides. Yeah. Latavius Murray ankle, Matthew Stafford ankle, Kyler Murray ankle, bunch of ankles. People are getting their ankles broke out there. It's, it's not <laughs> ankle biters out there, man. Mac Jones out there breaking ankles. Seriously, there's like three quarterbacks with ankles with Trevor Lawrence, Stafford, Murray. So uh, keep keep all of those under tabs. They're all questionable right now. I'm not too worried about Stafford, but Murray did miss last week. So keep an eye on that. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins missed last week as well. Uh, that's something we want to monitor with the hamstring injury. Um, that just uh, it's not great. You, you don't want your your number one stud wide receiver having a hamstring injury, just like you don't want CMC having a hamstring injury. So uh, definitely opens the door for Christian Kirk. Uh, and a little bit more Rondell Moore if he doesn't go. So uh, on the other side of the coast, going all the way over to Buffalo, Dawson Knox's hand should should maybe possibly be ready to go this weekend. That's what the word is. So monitor that, see if he's ready. Uh, Jamal Williams missed last week. T.Y. Hilton was out last week. Two guys to kind of monitor. I don't know how long they're going to be missing time. Uh, guys who should be back, Mike White, he should make the start. Yeah. His hand, uh, it's okay. He should make the start. Uh, and then uh, I don't know if Gronk is going to be back, but he was spotted at practice, which is great. Uh, and then Logan Thomas tested his hamstring this morning. He's still on the IR, um, but he's, he's getting uh, maybe to the point where maybe next week or the following week, he'll be back. Uh, and same with Antonio Brown, still in a walking boot. So and probably not going to be back uh, this week. Coming off the IR, though, ding, 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 ding. Michael Gallup, finally. Yeah, finally. Finally, uh, like the Dallas Cowboys need another dangerous wide receiver on the outside, <laughs> right? Um, I'm not worried if he comes back at, at eating into CeeDee Lamb's uh, target share necessarily right now. You, you saw Malik Turner last week. You've seen Cedric Wilson. You've seen them need to get the ball to Dalton Schultz, different tight ends, uh, you know, Jarwin before he got hurt. So uh, I'm not too worried about it, but hopefully Michael Gallup can get back in the saddle. Uh, no pun intended there, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, not into, I'm not into puns intentionally. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. As always, this is my favorite show to do all week. I got a couple other shows. Let me hear about your shows and your content, though, LQ. Where can people find you and your work? Oh, of course, man. You can definitely find me here with my buddy Scott and then catch me on Sundays for the recap. Um, but you can catch me on 32-Bit, you know, Marcus Grant, new company where we're just providing content weekly. And you can catch my writing at Downtown Rams, man. I love that. Uh, newly verified as well. I uh, got to let people know if you didn't tune in at the beginning of the show. Uh, and uh, I'm going to let you know uh, several more times that you're verified on the show. Uh, not this week, but other times. Uh, maybe, maybe one day I'll join you. Maybe not. Uh, but you can find me over at nimblewnumbers.com. You can find me at nimblewnumbers on Twitter. Uh, I do a show, the Fantasy Millionaires, every Monday night around 930, around halftime. As soon as halftime kicks, we start the show. Uh, and then every Saturday night, I'm with the aforementioned Bo underscore McBigTime. Love Bo McBrayer over there. He writes for myself. He works for Ball Blast as well. And we kick it off with Chalk Block, 10 p.m. to 12 or so. We run through the whole DK slate, break it down, let you know who's going to perform, who's going to go off. Please do check us out. Uh, and while you're here, go sign up for prize picks right down in the link description below. MMN, the Mayo Media Network, is all you need to get that $100 deposit match guarantee. Start playing, start winning, use LQ's fire content only picks and build your bankroll. Build it up, baby. 
baby. I love it. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We will be back. Peace. Oh.